Welcome to Beaverton's Movies. Last episode of the year. It's been a long year. I brought somebody on board. The man, the myth, the legend. Big Money Mike. Welcome. Super super low energy money, Mike. No, high energy today. Oh, fuck up. Oh, maybe maybe I'm just so so used to you being low energy that I I just can't believe that. Goddamn. So, end of the year. What a fucking year, eh? Well, it was a hell of a year, but I think we're ending the year, especially me and you, we're ending the year on positive notes. Yeah. So that puts us into better and better things for 2021. Yes, definitely. Like so, or the motions of better and better, th- bigger and better things. Yeah, we we had some good uh, personal fortunes happen to us. Yeah, and uh, we it, it seems like now, you know, even like in the outside world, everything's getting a bit better, and there's a end in sight, which is fantastic yeah. in itself. So, Mike, let's let's see if this uh, good look is. Rolling along. Hey, Mike, did you uh, did you watch a movie recently? Oh, actually, I did. God damn! So I got on the hype train. Yeah, and I watched Wonder Woman eighty four. Oh, me too. So, do you want to go first? Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking I'm not going to mention any other movies. I say we just talk about Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. All right. So, um, I had low expectations going into this movie. Yeah, low expectation, but just no expectations. I would say, because I saw a lot of hate going into it, and I thought to myself, "Oh, this is just male hate. This is a lot of guys saying, oh, they don't want to see a woman director and a woman actress and blah yeah. blah blah, women empowering.' A so, repeat of yeah. uh, Captain America, basically. Yeah, so I just ignored that and was like, "Okay, whatever," and I watched it. And it's funny because I watched it with Jana. Yeah. And even I found it, I found it campy to begin with. Yeah, I thought it was just me being just biased. But even just opening music, she looked at me and she's like, "I don't know." Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the music started off, and she's like, "And music is a big thing for her." Yeah. So if being if, a musician and everything, yeah. So if music is setting her off already, I'm like, okay, maybe it's not just me. Mm. But I, all right, well, well, we kept going. Okay, can I just mention something about that opening scene? Yeah. Why was that there? Right. Like, what did that have anything to do? Because oftentimes they'll bring that up to like reference something go, you know, something going on and stuff like that. And yep. you would think because she had the whole armor thing, but that was introduced in the middle of the movie in itself. Yeah, yeah. You think that would be set up just so that we know where the armor came from? If if they right. would have said whoever won won this got the armor of whatever her name was, yeah, 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 that would have been a good setting yeah. for the rest of the movie. But yeah, it just had no, and it kind of backtraced a bit because. We kind of know what she became. That she, you know, she, she's ready for the outside world. Yeah, we already knew who she was, though. Yeah, pretty much. It, it, so I feel it, like that was just like why, and I feel like that was just whole thing done with just to get that little girl in it. Exactly, like, and they they could have easily have done something like where yeah. they're educating young Diana about yeah. that um, 
Amazon warrior. But, oh. but it's just like they made a decision. And then the whole mall scene, I like the aesthetic that they had, but yeah. it, it is a superhero movie and it is known for like outlandish stuff, but it felt too outlandish. Yes. She hit a guy and I swear he did like a 1080 in the air before landing. Yeah. And <laughs> it started off pretty cool, but then I'm like, oh, come on. And, <laughs> and Patrick with me, I asked you, I was like, would it be possible to fight like that in heels like that? That I w- <laughs> I w- I, Here's the thing. I'm willing to overlook that just because of uh, it's kind of her character to do in heels. Because uh. that's the way she was designed initially. And there's always room for change and everything like that. I'm, I, I actually had like a discussion with a guy on Twitter about... <laughs> Yeah, he was pretty much telling me that it's problematic to try and want things too closely to the comics, which I agree with. Uh, yeah. Constantly trying to want to exactly at the comics, but it's also nice to have like a bit of semblance to the source yeah. material so that at least, hey, I know where the basis is and I like the interest, interest in direction that they put it. I'll, do, I'll give you a devil's advocate for that. Yeah. Which is who is the closest Batman to the comics? Oh God! That, <sighs> Out of all the actors that, that have done movies, Bale, Affleck, Clooney, Kilmer, Keaton. It's really hard because I find with all the Batman, they <laughs> they, they can never fully connect the two worlds. Okay, no, I'm not saying Bruce Wayne Batman. I'm just okay. saying straight Batman. Just straight I Batman? Bruce oh. Wayne is a different conversation. Yeah, I would say Keaton. And I agree. I would really? say Keaton. You I would think say, so? Yeah, just because he has that, like, dark demeanor enough to, like, scare the shit out of people. Affleck, for me. Affleck? Okay. De- definitely if you count in, like, uh, Dark Knight Rises, yes. He has that desperation that he knows he's older, so he kind of has to be a lot more brutal just to get, yeah. just to get it done. Because exactly. he's worried he's not doing it for stamina; he's doing it exactly. for impact. Yes, exactly. I totally. Yes, I really, I really like that take. Yep. And I'm very interested to see the take uh, that Robert Patterson does. I agree. Because I, I agree. He looks like with it being the second year, because there's like the early years where he's brutal because he has to, to like kind of set the tone for the rest of his career. And then there's the one where he's now desperate enough that he has to end it early because his body can't keep up. Yep. So it's very interesting. Yep. I, I really did like the Christian Bell. I just thought his voice, his voice failed him. I, no one had, I agree that no one being able to hit both. Yeah. But for Bruce Wayne, I don't know. I, I really like what uh, I think the closest is the Nolan Batman, but there's a yeah. couple of failures yeah. there. Yeah. Like yeah. The whole, Bale. Uh, yeah. Like the whole Batman, you know, Batman begins and Dark Knight Rises, where you see him uh, doing that, the Bruce Wayne activities to get off the scent. Yeah. You know, where he buys the Russian ballet just to cover yep. for himself. It, yep. it, it's perfect. Yep. There's a couple of bits here and there, but I still enjoy what they did. Yep. Like I said, it's not perfect, though. No, 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 it's not. So back to Wonder Woman, what did you think to uh, Cheetah? 
<sighs> I hated the CGI version. Yeah, I I did too. It especially when she was leaping around on the pylons. Yeah, yeah. It just didn't feel natural. No. Uh, I I liked with what they were going with her, but it's like I was actually texting you when this when I was watching the movie, and I went, "This feels like Electro from Amazing Spider-Man 2. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like the unhealthy what? obsession. They didn't yeah. delve too much into the insecurity like oh, they did with Electro. I didn't even think of it as that contact. I take yeah. it as the CGI contact. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. In, in it, that it, whole character development, it yeah. really was Electro from Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, I worship you. I worship you. Oh, I want to be you. Yeah. Now I am you. Yeah. And I'm corrupted because of it. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like, and I was like, I even took a look to see what comic character is, and she's more of an archaeologist than mm. anything. Mm. So they kind of took some liberties, but I did enjoy what they did with the character. It was very interesting, especially having a female bad guy. I think she's a better bad guy than in the original uh, Wonder Woman movie. I think Ares and that Poison Doctor were pretty weak. I think the yeah. villains in this were a lot stronger. Yep. But... Uh, no consequences. No, they, they, they all get away scot free. Like innocent. Yeah. Like Max Lord pretty much just nearly destroys the world and yeah. he's allowed to reunite with his son and there's and no arrest. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, everything's all tied up at the end neatly with a, a nice too, bow. Too neatly. Almost as if they're like, nah, I don't know if we're going to get a three. So we're just going to yeah. put it out there. And if it sticks, it sticks. And they're like, yeah, we want three. It's like, huzzah. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Hail Mary. <laughs> and I really, I really do hope that they have a stronger story. Oh, God, yeah. In my opinion, this felt like a filler. Like, totally. We have, felt, oh, yeah. shit, we've got to make this movie. Otherwise, we lose the rights within five yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> it would, it, yeah, it felt like a filler. It felt that, like, yeah. And that whole opening scene. It felt like a deleted scene from part one. I feel right. Yeah, I feel like this is could have been deserved to go straight to HBO Max. Yes, it, it was, and it's a shame because I, I think one of my favorite villains is Max Lord. Uh, I used to read oh. Justice League International, and I thought the idea of having a villain, kind of like a Michael Scott from The Office, who over time becomes corrupted and ends up becoming a big bad. Because because oh. in the comics, Max Lord is pretty much Michael Scott, and he tries to make his own Justice League. And yeah. it's and I like that they put up the loser aspect where he has a failing business. And he's yeah. constantly trying to find like the next best thing. Yeah. Uh, but I think they should have made him bumbling, and then towards the end, he becomes fully corrupted. Oh by, yeah. By the monkey and the monkey monkey paw. What a weak <laughs> what a weak plot line. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, it wasn't even a monkey paw. So shut the fuck up. It also oh. looked like a dildo. It oh, looked the like rock. A, yeah, the, the rock looked like a rampant rabbit. The the, the brown amethyst. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it looked like a rampant rabbit. It looked like someone was gonna huh? shove it up them in this movie because Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, shut up. <laughs> but yeah, and I did like the whole Steve Trevor thing. I just feel I know. That, he was really good, and I wish they found a way to properly bring bring him in 
rather than what they did. And from what me and you read, do you want to bring this up? I, you know what? I didn't like the Steve Trevor thing for a different reason, not for the reason that we'll bring up later yeah. or after, but I just didn't like the whole two character thing. And oh, you are this person, but you are this person. It's like, yeah, really? It, it, really? It, it was kind of lame. Yeah. And it was kind of, I, I thought initially, and this is where like bad writing comes into it, that the reason why Wonder Woman was losing her powers was because they were being uh, absorbed by Cheetah. But it turns out that she's losing her powers because she silently made a wish. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so what? What? Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, well, I just deduced that straight out the bat, straight out the gate. True, but it, it, it was just the way it was being told because yeah. she wished to, wished to be more like Diana. So I will, I will go, I will say that I enjoyed the end of the movie. Yes. But I hated the journey to get there. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just, it, it felt weird. It felt. Yeah, it wasn't natural. It felt rushed. But then it yeah. felt bloated. Yeah. Like they focused yeah. too much on the run things rather than doing what was needed to be done. Like the first 30 minutes, I was like looking at Jana and like I was waiting for her to give me to like wrap it up. Yeah. I'm out. Like yeah. let's let's do this. Let's do another movie. And I would have gladly be like, let's done. We're out. Yeah. But about halfway through, she like, like, you know what? I like this. I was like, you know what? I really do think if they got someone to edit this better and took off a good half an hour and maybe prepped up a couple of the scenes to be stronger, took out that whole start of the movie. This could be another Zack Schneider edit where like, <laughs> release it, the release the patty cut. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, apparently, the, well, so much people saw it and liked it, so that they got fast. Not only did three get green lit, it got fast tracked. Yeah, I could I could see it being green lit. I'm not shocked by that. The fact that it's being fast tracked, I'm like, all right, calm your bodies, like, cool, cool your tits. Like, you know, like, whoa, where's the rush? Where's the fire? All of a yeah. sudden, I wonder if uh, the contracts are up within years rather than picture deal, and they're wanting to get it done because they have other pro- they have other projects in mind. Or did it want them out? Yeah, <laughs> but they, but they, but they don't want to like lose fan interest, right? So they want to finish the arc set up so that they can go on to the next one. Cause yeah, cause apparently it's concluding. Like this yeah. is going to be the, the the final. I'll I'll give that uh, DC. They are good at concluding. Like look, look what they did with uh, the Dark Knight. Right? I yeah. You know what? Why couldn't? Could you imagine? You know what? I don't even know if I'm excited about a Patty Jenkins. Um, Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. Well, well I'm. I was. I don't think I've seen much of her work. Yeah. Like, have actually. Yeah. Thank you for. I was just gonna ask. Look up. Like, have I seen anything else that she's done? Yeah. So I'm gonna take a look right now. I'm on her IMDb. So we've got the two Wonder Woman movies. Because her next project is Cleopatra. And they're, yeah. already, they're already getting slack over that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So she, uh, she, she did a. Uh, 
She did, oh, she directed Monster with Charlie Theron. I haven't seen it, but I know like a Oscar lot Oscar winning movie. Yeah. yeah. And she okay. did she's done like a bunch of TV movies, like just like directing for pilots and stuff like that. But yeah, her next one is Cleopatra. But who is that the one with Angelina jo- No, oh Gal Gadot. No. Gal Gadot. Because it, it, it wasn't originally a Sony operation. I don't know, but people are like, oh, why are you whitewashing this? Yeah. Like, and it's oh. not the only one. There's apparently going to be a second one uh, by Sony, which is directed by uh, Dennis Villeneuve. So there's going to be multiple Cleopatra movies coming out. Ooh. Yeah. That could he's, be. he's a good director. Holy shit. What did he do? Uh, Blade Runner 2049, uh, Arrival. Oh. oh. <laughs> Uh, he's doing the new Dune movie, so he's... Oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Sicario. Oh. Yeah. Who's Cleopatra? Uh, it, it doesn't really say. Woo. Those are some good movies. Yeah. Uh, let's check his IMDb's. Fellow, uh, he's a Canadian. And his... Oh. Uh, it doesn't have anybody attached, so it looks like he's gonna be like super later later in the game, <laughs> unless they fast track it to get it out. But apparently, it's gonna be more in line with the actual, um, like actual mythology and stuff like that. So, no. Oh. Anyway, so oh, we have one more thing we wanted to bring up that that's kind of fucked up, which is uh, the Steve uh, Steve Trevor thing. That oh are, yes, that yeah. people have brought up. So in the movie, spoiler alert: Steve Trevor returns because of a wish. But what happens is is that Steve Trevor takes over the body of some random passerby. Yep. And so people right now are open arms because they believe that technically he's been raped. Yeah, because technically Steve Trevor took the body of another man. Yeah. And then proceeded to have sex with Wonder Woman. Yeah. I I generally do think that they're clutching at straws a little bit. I oh, yeah. it is a fantasy movie and just kind of put that context into that unless it's uh put there as like a plot point. You, you can overlook it. It is yeah, it's not like my body's gonna be taken over by somebody and then I'm gonna have sex with someone against my consent. Yeah. It's yeah. Look it, at you're just looking. You're you're grasping at straws. Yes, you, you, and it, it technically is. But like I said, it's a movie about a woman who can turn a plane invisible. Thank you, <laughs> can, can we talk about that? Yeah. Like, like wait a minute. So she has the force now. No. What What do you mean? Like she has this like inner chi where she can force use a force to like make her plane invisible i think it's like part of a demigod powers like let's actually where did the invisible plane come from was it just built that way or i don't know let's, and let's... now she can fly yeah which basically makes the the plane redundant so why do it in the first place because now chauffeur steve has a way to chauffeur her yeah 
<laughs> get, a, get an appointment later. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm looking right now. Uh... <laughs> Meanwhile, she's like, you know, I can fly, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> like, Malene? <laughs> you ain't carrying me. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, they clearly put that in for fan service and also for Steve Trevor to. Right? Yeah. And here's the totally. thing. Here's totally. the thing. How does he know to fly the plane? Right? Like. Well, oh, then you know that once you're a pilot, you're a pilot for everything. It's like riding a bike, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it was 200 years ago or 20 years ago, you shut up and fly. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, so sh- speaking of shut up and fly, let's fly into the uh, the movie of the title. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking master of just steering the ship. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> shut up. <laughs> so, me and Mike decided... I had a couple of bad movies in <laughs> mind. And I'm like, you know what? It's the end of the year. It's been a rough year, especially for Mike. He had to join my podcast to see how it's done. And then I pretty much just heaped shit on him the entire time. So I decided to show him some good cult movies. <laughs> uh, you've had a pretty good look, uh, string of movies recently. Apart from Steel, but that episode will never air because the guests forgot to watch the movie and I still got to try and reschedule them. So <laughs> that one's lost forever. I might throw that up on the Patreon where it's just me and Mike yelling yeah. about Steel at Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that might be like a lost tape. Watch but, it. <laughs> it. It pretty much is. It's like, oh, you got to love it when it happens today. And we're trying to like not ruin everything so it can be surprised. And it was just... <laughs> It was a mess. Yeah. Oh, that's what I get for trusting someone to actually watch the movie before the podcast. I have that thing every week where I'm like, oh, wait, should I watch this now? Yep. Yep. You, and <laughs> if you notice, you had me constantly messaging you throughout the day going, you're watching it? Hey, Mike, you're watching it? Hey, Mike, I'm I, watching it. What do you think? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was just <laughs> it's just constantly bullying Mike. You, you better watch it, it goddammit. Watch it. Watch it. Did you watch it? Watch it. Watch it. Yeah. So, this movie came out on November 4th, 1988. Uh, they Lived, directed by John Carpenter. Screenplay by Frank Armitage, a.k.a. John Carpenter. Mm. So, apparently, because it's based off a bunch of stuff, he decided to do a pseudonym just because it was he can't take sole credit for it. The movie cost three million to make, and the box office return was thirteen million dollars, and it was wow. number and it was number one in the U.S. box office for a week, and then it disappeared. Wow! Why? What do you mean? Why? It's a great movie. No, I mean, why did it disappear? I have no idea. I, th- I think it. I think maybe the uh, the word of mouth, like the initial word of mouth, nobody liked it. Uh, yeah, the film spent two weeks in the top ten, and then it just disappeared. Mm. And apparently, it was pushed back two weeks to avoid competition with Halloween Four, which is a series that John Carpenter himself started. Mm. Uh, like I said, the initial uh, critical attitude with this was a bit negative, but then it came around where it became a cult movie. 
like everybody loves this movie and there's so many references to this movie in video games and other movies and tv shows oh i can imagine media would hate this movie yeah <laughs> yes so let's let's see so what this movie is about it stars roddy piper did yeah. you know uh roddy piper quit wwe to to do this movie I was wondering, I'm like, how did you get out? How did you get away with doing this? So Vince went to Roddy Piper and says, do not do this movie. I will find you another project that will pay better. And Roddy Piper went, no, I'm going to do this movie. And quit. And uh, Roddy Piper says that this movie is considered the first wrestler-led movie that came out. And it kind of started a lot, like serious wrestling, you know, serious wrestling movies, rather than the cheap fluff that. Ca- Actually, when did No Holds Barred come out? I feel like before this. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Uh, 1989. So this this is probably legit the first, uh, re- re- movie with a leading man from wrestling. And so it's actually interesting because Roddy Piper, when he came on, he had a whole booklet full of uh, insults that he, that he uses in promos. And he became really good friends with John Carpenter and says, hey, check this out. And that's where the, I came to kick ass and chew bubblegum. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Mm. Such a good line. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. So pretty much, and he actually equates this to making him bigger than what he was. Totally. Because John Carpenter is a wrestling fan himself and actually met Roddy Piper at WrestleMania 3. Okay. And uh, that was the boxing match with Mr. T, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's probably like, hey, can you stop getting punched by Mr. T and come do my movie where you're going to get legit Punched by Keith David. I want to start yeah. from. I want to start from the top. Let's talk about, in, in my opinion, the best fight scene in a movie ever. <laughs> ever. It's just, and here's the thing, apart from the hits to the face and the groin, all the punches are shoot. <laughs> you know. I like that Bumpy took out the like the top story building. Oh yeah. Down a ravine, or, or the uh, the bump with the uh, back suplex onto the right. Oh, so uh, <laughs> apparently, uh, John Carpenter walked up to Piper and go, "Hey, I think we should do a suplex in this fight." He went, "Which one?" And he's like, "What do you mean?" And then Piper started getting ready to show him, and he was like, "Okay, I I just got to go get something," and never returned because Piper was trying to bump him. Mm. Oh man. And apparently, this that whole fight took two months to rehearse, and they were in John Carpenter's backyard the entire time. Wow! Just, just going over choreography. Just apparently, they just planned it together, and oh, it's such a great fight. Do you, do you uh, notice how familiar this fight scene looks to you? Because it's been referenced twice. No. So it was referenced in South Park. Remember the fight between Jimmy and Timmy? <laughs> a fight, yeah. Yeah. 
that is a shot for shot remake of this fight. Wow. Yeah, they pretty much shot for shot remade that fight in South Park. <laughs> and then they recreated it a little bit for Saints Row 4. I am going to rewatch that Timmy versus Timmy. Yeah, fight. yeah. So it's such a legendary fight that, you know, South Park guys just completely just ripped it off. Nice. So. Uh, let's go into the story. What did you think to the story, Mike? I didn't actually mind it. You know what? Considering I've never seen it before and I never and I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. But, uh, I'm surprised that not more people haven't ripped it off. Yeah, pretty much. But I think it's such a cult movie that if you try and do anything similar, it's pretty much going to be seen as a shit, a wish version of this movie. Yeah, but I feel like some people are okay with that. Oh, yeah. But it's, like, like I said, it's considered such a cult movie. Same with The Thing. Like, a lot of John Carpenter movies are like The mm. Holy Grail. And if anyone yeah. tries to like rip it off, unless it's him ripping himself off, like they did with uh, Escape from LA, from Escape from New York, get the fuck out. Mm. But yeah, I really liked the story. I really liked how interesting, because it starts off with Roddy Piper, who is not named, yeah, but his character is known as Nada. Right, that it's just nada. They just they did is like just like the protagonist in Tenant, they just never gave him a name. Yeah. So it's always the cool sci-fi movies that get. Oh, we got we got all these great ideas. What do you want to call the main character? I don't fucking know. Just call him protagonist. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Leave me alone. <laughs> I I'm super surprised though. Just considering with all the pandemic stuff and everything like that, that nobody has co-opted this movie to fucking further their agenda. You know what I mean? It's coming. It's coming. Maybe, maybe me and you talking about this. If what? Okay. If one of my listeners are listening right now, and you start doing this shit just because you heard it on this podcast, I will find you and beat the fuck out of you. <laughs> okay. It's not the same thing. <laughs> but. Yeah, I, re- I really enjoyed it. I, what did you think whenever he put the sunglasses on? What did you think to that stylistic that was choice? Cool. Yeah. It was cool. It was cool. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. And uh, what do you? Uh, what did you think to the look of the aliens? You know what? It was a different take. I yeah. didn't mind it. Yeah. So, uh, carry on. I don't know. How, I wonder how long that took to do for makeup. Okay. So here's the thing. All, most of the aliens that are like front and center in the movie is the same guy. Hmm. So they pretty much, so unless unless it's for like female speaking roles, yeah. you'll get a woman. But a lot of it's just one guy doing it the entire time. Hmm. So it probably saves a lot of money. They did like the Oompa Loompa in yeah. in the Tim Burton style thing. Hmm. But from what I from what I can read, the reason why they chose that look was. was they kind of look like they're decomposing a bit. Yeah. And so yeah. they kind of wanted to, because this whole movie, when it comes uh, down to it, he, uh, one second, it is all based on the influence of Reaganomics, the economic policies promoted by US President Ronald Reagan. The picture's premise is that the Reagan revolution is run by aliens from another galaxy. Friend, free enterprises from outer space have taken over the world and are exploiting Earth as it's a third world planet. 
as soon as they exhaust all our resources, they move on to another world. And I begun watching TV again. I realized that everything we see is designed to sell us something. It's all about wanting us to buy something. The only thing they do is take our money, which is seen when you see it with the, uh, with the money in his hand, with the glasses on, he goes, this is your God. It really like puts the whole commercialism bad on its sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what did you think to that? What did you think to the themes that was presented? I I like the perception of it, and I yeah. like how um, it was a different twist of you being mind washed or mind uh, controlled. Yeah, and everyone they are everyone says that you are being brainwashed and everything in a different way, and now they this is just a different way of portraying it. Yeah, I really like it that they're not coming in and being violent with us they're yeah they're sneakily coming in and then using our greed and hatred yeah Yeah. to to get us on their side and i I like like, i like how they describe it your bank account gets bigger (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) especially with that homeless guy who is uh super famous for just playing homeless people his name his name is george buck flower And he's just famous for playing like a homeless guy. And it, it's so jarring to see him in like a nice suit and everything <laughs> with his hair all cloth back. I swear, it, I think the guy's dead. Let me take a look. Uh, yeah, he passed away in, in uh, 2004. But it's often, he, he's often playing like, he's in a movie where he plays a flasher, uh, George Smutman. Uh, just typecasted. Bins. Just guy called Bins. Second <laughs> cab driver. Beggar. Drunk gambler. Bullparker. Suspecting warehouse. Just boomer. You know what I mean? Just it, typecast. Yeah, pretty much type. Can you imagine though being typecast as a bum? Yeah, okay, you probably get a lot of work. <laughs> you probably will. And this guy did. Uh, he's yeah. done quite a few John Carpenter stuff. Oh, there you go. So... I got, I got another question. How big does Roddy Piper look in this movie? Huge. He looks massive. And yeah. so, so much so that apparently a fan walked up to Roddy Piper and went, that's CGI. You don't look that big. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. I've had a similar experience, me being uh, an ex-pro wrestler. I was wrestling for a company here in Manitoba. And apparently a fan walked up to one of the staff and says, you know, that English guy, he's not English. That's a fake accent. That's the worst English accent I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then they, they came up to me and, went, and told me, I went, you better point him out. Right. <laughs> he already left. Probably- well, we yeah. You know what? Yeah. Hey. I devil's advocate. I did the same thing with another wrestler earlier. Oh, which, did you? Yeah. Where I was like, I feel like this is not a. I feel like your character is not so much. Yeah. Here. This is the work. And I'm like, no. Nope. <laughs> in, in a in a plot twist, Mike yeah. was the man that said my English accent was fake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that James Beaver. That's that's sound English. <laughs> that that fake you know. sound is suck suck of shit. He's yeah. from Regina. <laughs> Yeah, I know he's not from England. <laughs> oh, God. 
So in, in another interesting aspect to this movie, speaking of homeless folks, yes. a lot of the people in this movie were actually homeless. And what he did was he, uh, he gave them food and paychecks. So he gave them a wage and gave them food as well. Apparently, Robert Williams had a, in his contract, every movie he did had to have like a certain amount of homeless people. Yeah. Like hired on set. Yeah. That's, so. that's what I've heard. Like some people just want to help out, which is really yeah. pretty fantastic. Yeah. So let's talk about the main man himself as well. Let's talk about Keith David. <laughs> I look like Keith David in this movie is technically a sidekick. But he, I, I just love the way they presented him in this movie. Yeah. He's pretty much, this movie is if me and Mike did a movie together. Basically. Where I'm, I'm trying to like do stuff and Mike's just not agreeing. Yeah. For me to get Mike to watch. The voice of reason. For me to get, imagine that fight scene from They Live, but it's me trying to get Mike to watch The Exorcist. Basically. <laughs> Watch it, Mike. As you just like no. drilling me in the dick with your knee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just fucking backdrop driver. I put yeah. it on. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> straight fight. <laughs> just straight fighting. <laughs> Maybe when we get a bit, like, if we get successful and we get some money behind, we should just recreate that scene. Yeah. We'll be, yeah. We'll be trying to get you to watch The Exorcist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. There's so many yes. ideas. We just need the money. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm all right with this. <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> so, apparently, what they wanted to, uh, the original choice for Nada was Kurt Russell. And you know, I, I'm all for it because, uh, the only issue was John Carpenter had him in four of his movies already and he kind of wanted to like switch it up. Especially with Keith David being in the thing as well with Kurt Russell. Uh, he kind of wanted to check because he did Elvis, Escape from New York, The Thing, and Big Trouble in Little China all before uh, this movie. So, and you know, I really do like that they bought Roddy Piper and Roddy Piper could act in this movie. Yeah. Like really, really, yeah. really well. Yeah, except for except for that end scene. Yeah, where where, uh, where when he takes the bullet and kind of just does a tree bump. Yeah, and it's like, oh, okay. yeah. Apparently, though, he did he disliked the way he gave the middle finger. He's like, it's kind yeah. of limp and shit. All of, all the whole thing from the from the from the bump to the end was like, what the fuck is this? Exactly, I'm like. What are you doing? Yeah. And then credit. I was like, really? Okay, yeah. Okay. I did like I did like the way the credits was though, where it shows all the aliens being like shown. And you just see yeah. a woman just riding an alien and looks down and like, oh what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. Yeah. It would have been yeah. funny if she got off and it's just like this weird, like yeah. messed up uh, alien yeah. dick. What's just, wrong, like, kinda... baby? Yeah. <laughs> Just they should have stole something off the set of the thing and just had that coming out of him. That was good. It was a good ending. It was. Well, I mean, or I mean, like that part was. But like, yeah, yeah. I, I do yeah. like that he didn't survive. Yeah, because it it kind of puts it on a bittersweet ending. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. What? Yeah. So back to Keith David. So. 
I, I just love his character. He's constantly trying to be on the straight and narrow. He's constantly like trying to keep <laughs> out of trouble. And here's, here, a week, a, here's a week full of pay. Yeah, it's the best and, I could do. And then they just start brawling. I, I just like how he's just trying to walk away, and Roddy Piper keeps running up to him to beat the fuck out of him. Yeah. So. <laughs> Take those glasses off, man. It's like a it's like a blade to the brain. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, and just the like I said, the imagery just when it's black and white, especially with the. Let's talk about the soundtrack as well. Mm. Like the soundtrack is yep. so good. Yeah, and that's all done by John Carpenter himself. Impressive. Yes, he, he's a man of a man of many talents. He's especially good. I definitely, if you get the chance to check it out on Spotify. Check out the work of John Carpenter. Like he did the uh, Halloween theme. That's all him. Everything yeah. is all is all him, and he's so amazing. Okay. So, for what I'm looking at, also apparently, according to John Carpenter, he's so surprised the movie got to number one. It still fascinates him to this day that that movie got number one. <laughs> he doesn't know how it happened, especially with it being a movie about. Anti-capitalism, right? You know, he's like, so the movie that tells you not to buy shit, actually, people bought it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, irony, irony, yes. And there's another thing. So the big thing from this was in 2007, right wing and neo Nazis tried to co-op this movie. Oh. Saying that the uh, aliens are actually Jewish people and what they're doing, taking over society. And the first person to tell him to shut the fuck up was John Carpenter himself. He went, no, it's not. It's about Reaganomics. Shut your fucking mouth. Don't put my... Because here's the thing. If people start doing this for the pandemic, I think I would have to get in line because John Carpenter will be first in line going, shut the fuck up. You know, uh, it, it'd, be, it'd be John Carpenter, me, and then you. So, yeah, I, I really did enjoy, I also really did enjoy that final uh, gunfight at the end too, where they're uh, in the studio and they're just blasting away. Yes, yes, yeah, so, yeah. So, just yep. so, so much fun. Yeah, except for the ending of yeah. Yeah, even I, I really did it. What did you think to Keith David's uh, death in the movie? Weird. It's kind of unceremonious, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you you figured it like show a body in that love, but I think they kind of wanted it to be a shot. Just, but then you see a point in the gun anyway. I think. Yeah. Sh- I think if I were honest, I think they shouldn't have shown it. Yeah. I think it should have followed Roddy Piper and then like cut to him getting to the tower. Yeah. And then... Yeah, but you need to show the death in some way. True, but it would have been heavily implied when she's standing there with a gun to him. Touche. You know what I mean? So... Or you hear a gunshot and then... Yeah. Like Like a faint gunshot in the background. Yeah. Yeah. So... Figuring that is uh, extra troops coming. Well, in. when we make the new one, that's what yeah. we'll do. They live too. 
Yeah. Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, this is also based on like a short story. Oh, by a, by a guy called Ray Nelson. Huh. Uh, he's not done much. Actually, let's see what Ray Nelson did. I don't think he's done much. I think this is like his main thing. Huh. Yeah, he, he's not done much that I know of. He's yeah. just done a bunch of stuff. Uh, yeah, not much. But uh, yeah, so this movie, I really enjoyed it. I really like what it brought to the table. I'm uh, just checking my notes. I do like when Roddy Piper sees the aliens, he goes from cordial to just outright insulting them. Yeah. Calling them <laughs> out. I swear yeah. he's just going yeah. through his like list yeah. of, of insults. Yeah. Just to like <laughs> really fuck with them, you know what I mean? <laughs> so okay. true. Like, right, all right, I'm done. I'm no more no more being nice. And then there's that one officer that's not an alien and he says to him, beat your feet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm t- I, next if anyone's like I want someone to leave or someone's taking overly long, like half an hour after everyone has already left and you're still there talking <laughs> we, we, with one shoe on, I'm going to look them dead in the face and go, hey, beat your feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Beat your feet. <laughs> beat your feet, get the fuck out of the face. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, also, that homeless camp was weird too. Yes. Yeah, and it's it's kind of weird because it kind of reminded me of like a local news uh, topic that's happening in here with like yeah. the homeless camps. Although this homeless camp seemed a lot less hazardous. Yeah, it just looks like a bunch of people hanging out, not causing anything. Whereas from what <laughs> I, from, from what I've seen, there's quite a few fire hazards with these other homeless camps. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, we kind of touched on a. Let's talk about Meg Foster and her spooky ass eyes. Yeah. Like Jesus Christ. When she looks at somebody, I'm like, Yeah. Like yeah. depths of my soul. Do you, <laughs> do you recognize her from any anything? No. So she is in the Masters of the Universe movie. Interesting. As Evil Lynn. Hmm. And she's also Trying to think what you might have seen. She's in Twin Peaks, Pretty Little Liars, The Originals, The Mentalist, Xena, oh. Z- uh, oh. the uh, TV version of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And then she has, uh, I think she's like married. She was married to like a bunch of famous people. Oh, um, Stephen McHattie, she was with, and apparently she was with Malcolm McDowell as well. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, geez. Can you imagine waking up to those eyes? Right. You, you're, just, <laughs> you're just like chilling in your bedroom and then you turn and you're just like piercing blue eyes looking at right You're like, what the fuck are you looking at? I have a feeling they just intensified it after the effect. Uh, no, I've, I've seen it like in normal pictures and unless they've done it for every single picture, I don't think they've, you know what I mean? Like, why would you trust someone with those eyes? <laughs> and go out your way to try and find them, especially after, especially after they kicked you out the window with that awesome bump down the hill. You know, yeah. Uh, and then my final, I do like that the finish to the big brawl 
was a gut wrench suplex. Yes. A nice gut wrench suplex too. Yeah. Yeah. So from here, Roddy Piper, when it comes to movies, this is the peak. This is yeah. like this is like the tippy top that he he was, and er- anything else that he did movie wise is not good. Yeah, yeah. I did a movie with him in called Hell Comes to Frogtown. <laughs> have, have you ever heard of that movie? No, no, I have not. He plays a guy called Sam Hell. Okay. And his whole thing is he is the only man alive. Okay. And women have to take him to a area so that he can impregnate them and repopulate the world. Isn't that a movie that's coming out with Daisy with Daisy and uh No, it's not that one, no. I know, but that seems like that sounds like the premise of it. Uh because this movie has frogs. There's like oh. a subspecies of frogs that are yeah. trying to track everyone down to kill to to kill him and to make weird frog women babies okay uh and then from there i'm looking at his other stuff uh shit 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 it's getting worse super sweet sweet 16 the movie all right he was in that uh munchie the agent pizza man that was in 2011. Hmm. I should I want to look at Pizza Man. I wonder if that I wonder if that's a, a horror movie. Hmm. Oh oh no. Oh no. Hmm. A pizza delivery boy receives superhuman strength upon ingesting a genetically altered tomato. He must battle a corporation that is trying to steal his powers in order to save the world and the girl of his dreams. Hard pass. You know who plays Pizza Man? I don't care. I, I'm going to tell you to shut Please. the fuck up. Frankie Muniz. Come on. <laughs> you, you know, you know who the villain is? No. Dallas Page. As the big cheese. <laughs> Was it before or after the concussions? Uh, it might have been the reason for. Jesus. Jesus, you mean. Uh, <laughs> I don't know even what to say that. Adam West is in it. Stan Lee. Roddy Piper is himself. Who directed this? Uh, a guy named J- Joe Eckhart. His movies include... Nothing. Well, mm. oh, you ever seen uh, Champion? Uh, with uh, Danny Trejo. No. Uh, Danny Trejo, you know the man. He has first tattoos, and yeah. frequently plays a fucking mo- favorite movies. But I think, and the wicked characters he plays on screen, it tells the story of Danny Trejo. <laughs> and the guy that was his director. Maybe, okay. in the, maybe in the future, me and you could do Pizza Man. Okay. So, no. No. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Nope. <laughs> And then, and then his last movie was 2014 with Jamie Kennedy. Ugh, hard and, pass. And Roddy Piper, he must be best friends with this guy. Because Roddy Piper's in it too. Ugh. 
So there we go. So that was they live. Uh, what what? Give some uh, final thoughts on it, Mike. I enjoyed it actually, considering I'm, it's a cult favorite. Um, I've never seen it before. Will I see it again? Probably not, but I'm glad I got to encounter it and watch it for, especially with Roddy Piper. Yeah. Like I said, this is his one and only good movie, but the one and only good movie he's done is better than everything Hulk Hogan has done. Yeah. Yep. He has that over him. Yeah. He has one good movie and it's still good enough for the rest of his shit. So, yeah, like I said, it's one yep. of my favorite movies. I try and yep. watch it every couple of years. Uh, and it's such a good idea of doing well, interesting. Yep. I really like what they did with that. So, yep. now, it's the end of the year. And by by midnight tonight, when this episode is released, the next day, we are, we're doing a award show next Friday okay. where we're going to be giving out awards to guests of the show. Uh, we're also going to be talking some shit. I'm thinking we also do uh, our own personal lists as well for movies that we watched. Maybe like, okay. top, like top five best and top five worst. Okay. What do you think to that? I like that. And that will be released. That will be released uh, January the 8th. All right. Okay. And then also, we're also going to do some New Year's resolutions. I've already know what one of Mike's is. Mike's pre- pretty much going to be do less Beaver Does movies. I know, I know, <laughs> I, I know what you're fucking like, you piece of shit. <laughs> That's an option. No, no, it's not. I just like to give you hope. <laughs> False hope. False hope. It's all about just ready yeah. for that hot tag. <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyway, so. So uh, this was a quick one, but for me and Mike, catch you next week for the Beaver Does Awards. This is.